Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rich Hudson. Hello. I'm Josh Brown. Hello. Now, we have recovered slightly almost from Christmas slash New Year, but we did get through a whole host of games. So I thought, well, why not just gather us around the table and just talk about the best holiday games? What a wholesome time. I know, yeah. based off the fact that we, <laughs> looking across the things that we've um, sort of thrown into this little document, we played a right wide selection of bits and ting. So I'm going to throw it across to uh, Rich first, because both you guys, actually both you guys played some Pokemon, but Rich, you went back to some Pokemon. Yes, I, I, I picked up uh, Sword on launch and I played it a lot on launch weekend. I was traveling down to, down and back from London on mm-hmm. launch weekend, so I had a lot of time to sit and play with my pokes, get my boy Yamper. <laughs> He's my boy. Have you not I, got a level 50 Wooloo yet? No. I, I, I caught myself a Wooloo and I'm like, yeah, you're cool, but you, you, your moves are crap. <laughs> For like a, quite a good, I don't, know, I don't know when they start learning like better moves. I don't think his is all just pro like, rolls. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I've got to give it to Wooloo rolling around. I'm a big fan of that. But, <laughs> Um, no, I, I played about half the game, probably got through half the gyms, and then eventually I uh, decided to think, I thought, oh, God, I should really go back to the f- at least beat uh, right. Leon, beat the championship, and at least get to the credits. And I did that over Christmas mm-hmm. uh, and had a great old time. It's one Good. of those things I've been looking and thinking, I should really play more of this, and I've been stopping myself, and for some reason, then and I, I pick it up and open it, and I'm off again for another right. few hours. So I think- I, I I loved it. It was a weird thing with Sword and Shield because it like it is kind of old school. I got lost in it for a good few hours as well. Josh, you discovered Pokemon. At I did. I mean, I've, wow. Pokemon has eluded me for so long. I used to watch the uh, the TV show when I was a child. I used to cry at Pokemon the movie, but can never get games for whatever reason. So I yeah. picked up on Scott Telford's recommendation actually because I was stuck whether to get the new one, Sword or Shield, mm. or go back to um, Let's Go Eevee or Pikachu. And on your recommendation, I know I probably got it wrong. I decided to go back to that, thinking, you know what, this is a uh, based on a game. Everyone loves. Yeah. So I'll get a nostalgia hit for a game I didn't play. Well, I was like getting introduced to you know the franchise because I know all the Pokemon, I know all their evolutions and stuff just through like sheer osmosis. Mm-hmm. And I played it for about fifteen hours. Had quite a nice time. Yep. But I'm not sure whether it's for me. I just don't know whether it's the game I've jumped into or whether it's um, the entire concept. But something just didn't click. It did for about five hours while right. I was walking around all these towns, talking to everyone. You know, right. that was so cool. But the sheer act of picking up Pokemon and then battling Pokemon was kind of infuriating at times. When it was the gym leaders or when Can it was something special, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun. But when I would walk around a corner and I would see three people stood there and I knew I couldn't slip around their back and I would have to fight all of them, uh, <laughs> dread and fear 
came over me in a way that I've never felt before. Just fight them? It was so repetitive, man. Well, yeah, but it's turn-based. Funnily enough, that's that's actually something I grew out of because I was always the same. I was like, I can't be asked to fight you. (laughs) And then I get to the gym leader and go, I'm horrendously under level. (laughs) And then realize, wait, I need to to progress the game. I think think it's, do you know what it is? It's, um, if you, do you remember Ruby and Sapphire well, Scott? No, no, I'm a Gen 1 boy. Gen 1. Um, There's a point in in Ruby and Sapphire when you are on your way to I wanna say Rust it's not Rustboro. Anyway, uh, you're on your way to um one of the towns and they until you get a you when you get there you get a bike. Right. And there's a bike path between like the two towns above above and below each other. Mm. And you can only take the bike path when you've got a bike and you get the bike once you have to take the low road, which is all um tall grass. Okay. And you fight you have to battle May, your rival slash neighbour, whatever on this uh, pass and that was the hardest battle <laughs> in Gen 3 I hated it I hated it I hated it I hated oh. it and I think that's why whenever I came up against Hop I'm like oh god is this gonna be the yeah. underneath the bike route thing in, in Gen 3 and scare me off doing trainer battles there was another one in I think it's like Beauty Brook for some reason I remember her name in, in okay. Gen 3 that you come across and she was a bitch early video games just crushes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she crushed me. Um, so yeah, I understand that the the not wanting to battle the random I trainers. Say, I, like, I get it, but it's also like it's a fundamental part of the game. Mm. It, it was a difficult thing because when I started off and it was all catching Pokemon, I was kind of like, I'm sick of this. Want to battle? <laughs> then I got too much of the battles, and I just wanted to catch Pokemon. But there were no Pokemon around. There were just people <laughs> trying to kill me or just fight this poor child. I'm just trying to walk around the. But world. they're all actually, you know, they are. Yeah, they are older, and you are a child. A lot of them but are older. Sort of saying, there are some kids. Go but, home, you know, There are a lot of scamps. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I don't know what it is because I wanted this style of game. It's not that like I was unprepared for it. I wanted this to chill out with over Christmas. I don't know whether because there was no excitement or wonder in the Pokemon I was catching mm. because I knew what all of them were and I sort of kind of to an extent knew the moves. I don't know whether it's that. It is obviously it's kind of a very much a streamlined version of this game as far mm. as I can tell. So it's quite easy. I don't know whether that was the problem, whether it was no challenge or what, whether I just need to buy sword and or shield to figure out what the crack is, or whether it's just I, not for me, and that's fine because it, it's a lot, yeah. for a lot of people, and I'm pleased that people enjoy it, and I like the iconography of it. Maybe the game is just on for old JB over here. <laughs> little, little, JB. little JB. I thought that you would, because like, I recommended um, Let's Go because I thought you would like the, the old school stuff, the Gem 1 stuff, but little yeah. did I know. Seeing, you know, people that you turn up, you know, like, Brock or Team Rock and stuff, yeah. chasing those guys around. That was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just I've had too much exposure to the Pokemon themselves, and, you know, through playing things like Let's Go the Mobile version or having the trading cards when I was younger. I mean... I don't know, Scott. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I just, sadly, this is a fandom that it's all right. isn't for me. No, true. I this feel feels like we're, about in, it. we're interrogating you at this point. I Do you think you'll ever <laughs> go back to it? Uh, no, You've already I, deleted, deleted it, haven't you? Yeah, it's already, not deleted, it but... It is gone. I, I, won't, I probably wouldn't go back to this version of the game, but I would be interested in picking up sword or shield or okay. something but it's based on like UK cities as far as I can tell like, yeah yeah the gallery cool. region yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw something in I went back to so, I've just written down so much old stuff because I got an <laughs> Xbox One X and I have to justify that which means I go back to things from 15 years ago and play them in 4K so I picked up tons of games from like 2002 uh, and 3 or whatever um, and I'm not going to focus on them but I did play Dead to Rights and Full Spectrum Warrior and Final Fantasy 13 because I got this weird itch where I was like I want to see what everything looks like all up <laughs> turns out it's just cleaner it's just sort of cleaner <laughs> voxels um, 
Uh, which you've done for ages as a PC person because yes. you've, you've emu- emulated many I love, things. It's, there's nothing like emulating a game and seeing it actually being yes. rendered in 1080p. It's quite lovely. But then it actually puts into perspective, like, you don't sometimes realise when you look at, like, N64 games that have been scaled up, the actual mm. UI, the text on screen, they're not, <laughs> like, um, vector fonts mm-hmm. like you have on a computer. They are literally sprites. Yep. So when you look at something like GoldenEye playing at 1080p, you've got it looking really crisp and lovely, and then you've got, like... 10 jagged <laughs> it's like really blocky and horrid it's like looking at super uh, mario kart uh, 64 yeah. with their 2d 3d sprites looking all jagged and rubbish mm-hmm. at, at scale just up, the but. curvature of those letters will take your eye out but let's just <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm always surprised when i plug in my playstation 2 on the playstation 1 and i realize that it's not full screen and i wouldn't have it yeah. anyway, but that it's yeah. you know the aspect <clears throat> ratio is all you got on xbox one X. Well, scales oh, makes it work. at the end of the day uh, hit and run on the ps2 has got a widescreen option so i can mm-hmm. still play it in completely full screen so I'm all good. It's good. I mean, because I got my N64 last year and I got an HD uh, up-res box thing for that, which just, like, I realized that I, I'm putting this out there because a lot of people think that uh, old-school pixel graphics in HD and 4K are, you know, gorgeous versus um, trying to upscale uh, pixels and uh, trying to upscale voxels, 3D po- uh, polygon stuff, that that looks ugly. I don't think it does. I mm. think lovely, crisp voxels, like crisp uh, N64 or PS1 graphics can still look really fun and awesome. Oh, yeah. And so I'm putting that out there that that still stuff looks great. Mario 64 in HD looks I think gorgeous. that's why it's like... Um, I remember when we did chatty about when I said about remastering Hit and mm. Run as an example, and I said, don't do anything to it, just, just upscale it, just make it yeah, run at yeah, 1080p, yeah. and it will still be the same. You don't need to change it. No. If you do, it might lose its heart. If you're doing something like Final Fantasy VII Remake and redoing it entirely, mm. fair enough, but mm-hmm. just like polishing it a little bit it's like no leave it yeah. leave it as it was yeah, yeah. there's a, there is like a little a bit towards the end of the 90s where like stuff like the golden ice faces are just sort of look like blurry like weird i don't know that stuff that, I'll, I'll see the argument for that not looking the best but like, well, even, like when you look, look back at something like oh metal gear solid yeah and mm-hmm. like the faces are like four pixels wide <laughs> the eyes are just shadows yeah. and nothing else original face yes just oh my <laughs> just looking freaked out um so yeah i had a bunch of old stuff and then i went through doom again i'm not gonna talk about yes. doom too much because we mentioned it on yesterday podcast because we're talking about doom eternal um but i want to mention skate and burnout have you guys are you familiar with skate yes, and or burnout mostly burnout but good. i have a fondness for skate as well good i uh, watched, watched a lot of skate 3 on youtube and there was a <laughs> massive resurgence of people playing skate Yo. 3 skate 3 is great skate 3 was the one that i sort of overlooked when it first came out because i adored skate 2 and i thought 3 was just too much of the same but having had i don't know how many years it's been since skate 3 first came out i think 2010 oh, like 2011 oh, or something like that something like that i should put it on all the decade lists if it's been yeah. this decade um, <laughs> last decade but um, yeah so like just going back to that like I like I've done a whole list on like old school game mechanics that kind of just went away but like Skate's control scheme is unlike anything else and they only really built on it in terms of you know like both triggers or your or your arms to sort of grab stuff use the right stick to replicate your foot so if you want to do a kickflip you need to flick it in certain directions like even down to you know things like you hold B to sort of let go of both arms when you're in midair just bits and bobs like that that let you think in a way that is adjacent to being a skater yeah and I love that stuff I think it's because at the time obviously you know, Tony Hawk's his series had a stranglehold on the market mm. at the time, even as far as you know those later games. And it's kind of, at least for me, I was Tony Hawk's through and through, and I loved skateboarding. But when it came to skate, I so got to that much later because I wanted the ease, accessibility, the arcadeness of Tony Hawk's mm. where I can press a button and do a mick twist. I didn't want to <laughs> fiddle around with thumbsticks and you know uh-huh. having to really dive into the sort of not simulation aspects, but certainly more 
you know, challenging aspects of mm-hmm. skateboarding to pull off simple tricks. But now I think if you go back to those later games, they are so good. It yeah. makes you wonder why no one's at least done a spiritual successor to it in the same vein. We are getting since, session. Session yeah. is the closest. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. But it's not, I don't think the same staff are carrying over. It's just that session are trying to plug that gap from skate. Um, but yeah, everything I'm mentioning is on Xbox backwards compatible. That's how I was able to sort of go back to it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, the thing with playing on the X as well is that it eliminates load time. So I don't know if they ever got in the way before. Um, but like in oh, terms of remember. putting down a marker at the top of like the mega skate park at the top of the city and um, going all the way down to the bottom and then just reset yourself in an instant and do it all again. Like I just got lost in trying to like learn as many tricks as possible. And I got lost in a whole YouTube algorithmic, this next video of just endless skating tricks and stuff. <laughs> and it was 2002 all over again. So I was having a lovely time. But um, yeah, in regards to like the future of skate, I don't know what the hell's happening with the franchise, but I would still say that skate three is totally worth going back to now if you ever had a, a itch to scratch for the old school controls. Um, Josh, you mentioned going back to New Vegas yes. again. Yeah, well, this is the thing, right? I've got a long... <laughs> un- I'll, I'll start from the beginning. So I bought a Please new do. television because I wanted to see what this HDR stuff was all about, <laughs> you know, the proper good stuff. So I bought that and I decided the How best, much was the TV? The, I'm not going to say. How much <laughs> was the, <laughs> say the, the best game to try it out with was... Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> just not I don't know. Want to watch any new television, yeah. but for some reason I had, like you said, an itch that needed scratching. So I put that in because I love Fallout New Vegas. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Mm. But paradoxically, I've never actually finished it. I've never finished the main story. Really? I get so lost in the side questing mm. and stuff that I never want to bring myself to permanently, you know, finish the game. Because when you do get to the end of that story, even though it kicks you back afterwards, you tie off a lot of the settlement quests and mm. things change. 
So I went back to try to play through the entire thing, and it was so, so good. The way you can impact that world was amazing. And at first, I wanted to just jump in and do the main story, but I got so you know caught up with the side quest. Mm-hmm. I took it slower than I have the past few times I've replayed it and really drank it in, and I didn't want to stop it. I bought the DLC for the first time. I haven't finished it all yet, but I've finished two of them, I think, and that's just as good. They tell sort of like standalone stories that all of the DLC are threaded through with an overall story, mm-hmm. but each individual thing is so interesting and inspired and unique from what else, everything else you get. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of the best games of all time. It's one yeah. of the best RPGs of all time. Did you I love finish it. it? You finished it? I did finish it this Yay! time. I was so happy when I got to the end <laughs> and I found out that, oh my God, most of my actions had consequences. And that, no. was, that was so cool. Because another thing that I don't know whether you guys get this, but when I go back and replay old games, mm. I often replay them in the same way that I played them the first time. So every yeah. single time... Sometimes, I find yeah. it hard to deviate off the, the path that I took. And sometimes when a game expects you to replay it, that's when I'm kind of like, uh, mm. yes. It's like, that's why I still haven't been back to Nier Automata and been through that again mm. as much as I adored it the first oh God, time I played it through. That would take forever. It's just like, I need to be away from this for like three years yeah. and then get to the itch <laughs> and then go back to it. That uh. was it, because I, I thought I must have gone back to Fallout New Vegas too frequently because I did everything the same. For instance, at the beginning, you meet the powder gangers and I used to always just go to their base and kill them. Mm. And this time I decided not to do that and lo and behold, there was a bunch of quests tied to those people oh. that I missed the first time around. So it was cool. It was almost like experiencing it fresh for the first time mm-hmm. and it made me enjoy even that was kind of my thing with uh, we went back through the Portal games because um, like Rich you were, we were talking yes. about games of the decade before Christmas and I was like where, where, where's Portal 2 I know <laughs> this, Scott? and I remember with Portal 2 when I, when it very first came out of my friends kicked the door in and just said look sit down we're playing through Portal 2 and we did it in literally one sitting um, which oh, meant that I played it right when it came out but it didn't stick with me as much I remember loving Stephen Merchant as Wheatley but that was about it and we sort of went through it with, with him sort of like telling me how to do some of the puzzles and whatever so when I went back to it that was like going back through Portal 2 for the first time like I had kind of some reference points but not many. Yeah. Um, and that game is phenomenal. Gen- Pretty good. Gen- Genuinely, yeah. just the conversation we've been having over the last like month or so talking about it and anyone that I brought it up to when we God. talk about best games of the decade, it's genuinely one of those things where I can't fault it no. At all. I think literally God. there's nothing about that game that is bad. The, oh, no, there's nothing that's bad. The only thing that I think stood out in terms of something where I was like, oh man, I, I kind of want to get past this is the bit after you, after Wheatley betrays you, spoilers, um, and you fall down into the underground and you, into, yeah. and you do all those sort you of see, like, I really like. Bits. I really like the idea of retreading the history of mm. the uh, facility. Mm-hmm. I find that stuff kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. It was like almost like a, a fever dream when I first played Portal 2 back mm-hmm. in 2011. Well, the, the thing that I, with that as well, because I then went back through the first one, which is way, way shorter, way more like a tech demo yeah, for yeah. the sequel. Um, but they seed that stuff in the first one too with the handprints and you yep. can find the little secret rooms and stuff. Like the idea that there's this like sinister underbelly or undercurrent of like, I mean, they, they talk about human testing, but like, you know, you have this like twisted sort of macabre approach to like the, the lightheartedness of GLaDOS, but then the reality that like bodies are just being thrown through this facility. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just really well done. Um, but yeah, the writing in Portal 2, like easily some of the best comedic writing in gaming history by it's far. It's one of those games that, you know, it, and everything it, it's it's set, it achieves everything it sets out to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's like so perfectly, and it's it's so self-contained. And if you like that style of game, if you if you buy into its world, if you mm. buy into those mechanics, if you buy into that aesthetic, you're not going to be disappointed. If no. you, if you look at that game and you think I'm going to like this, you're going to like it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I feel like Portal Two, especially, is one of those titles that I would expect everyone 
to play. You should because yeah. it's so, it's got such a broad appeal, and because it's not necessarily like an action game, it's not necessarily like a platform game. It's more of a puzzler. Puzzle games usually have got a bigger appeal, a wider appeal to more people. Like there are a lot of people I know who don't say, not really people who play games, mm. but have played Portal Two and adore it. And it's and it's when I speak to people and they haven't played Portal Two, and I'm just like, so, sorry, <laughs> there's people in this office that haven't played Portal Two. I and know. I'm thinking, how their lives like, could be improved? Yeah, so much. It's, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying it's like a. I'm not gatekeeping. I'm not saying it's a barrier for entry, but it's one of those games. It's like you have to give this your time. Yeah, yeah. It's like a legendary film or something. It's just something that, like, even if you somehow bounce off it, it is. Just, it's essential game. Like, yeah. I mean, and I wish I'd played it earlier. Um, which, Rich, which, Rich, rich this yeah, Rich. Blah, blah, blah. We should end on Remnant because I finally played it and you've played a lot of it. Like, I have, went back I've been to back it to it, yeah. I've uh, I've been sort of sitting on Remnant, as I said, in the uh, my overlooked of 2019 chatty and I've mentioned it a couple of times before. Mm-hmm. Like, it's um, something that creeped up on me very much so this year and it definitely got my foot in with Souls likes. Mm. Um, it got me into Code Vein. Uh, which meant I was quite willing to give that a go, and mm-hmm. I really, really like it, and I'm hoping to play more of that. I've still, I've got the Surge. Oh, first Surge one. I know the, sec- I know the second one's better, but I've got the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, just the other way, literally, just before new, when I came back up here after Christmas with my family, I just thought, yeah, I just gonna play Remnant. <laughs> I just to go back to Remnant because they've they've got a roadmap through to the end of next end of this year. And mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a whole new like mega DLC coming out for it okay. uh, this year, which is very exciting. But mm-hmm. they've giving you the ability to re-roll just particular parts of the game rather than just re-rolling the entire campaign because mm. it's procedurally generated or it's, you know, snap map style mm-hmm. stuff. So it is different every time you play, you get different boss encounters. So I've just been going through it again, just playing on the um, what the Earth realm because mm-hmm. there's a handful of different realms you go through. And I've just been re-rolling Earth over and over again and nice. just getting all the different bosses. So the other night I'm playing with two friends and we're just getting to bosses I didn't play through my first like 30 hours of the game and just going back to that <laughs> and getting great. back into it and it's like god this 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 game's so much fun mm-hmm. and it's one, it's one of those things where you play it to death and then it disappears out of your life again <laughs> and suddenly it's back it's one of those titles yeah so. it took me a while to because it, it's on Game Pass now so that was how I finally got it and it's like the shooting in that game is brilliant like they give yeah. I think it's because they ragged all the bodies they give all the, the weapons have so much punch and weight and momentum mm-hmm. and stuff to them so that when you're unloading a shotgun on like three dudes and they all like you know go pirouetting across the, even, the environment even though you're shooting and I know obviously shooting isn't very isn't a very Dark Souls thing but even using like magic and the way that it's not like horrendously OP like Mm. they've still managed to get that over with with gunplay Mm -hmm. in this and that's why it is still more of a Souls-like rather than just a third-person shooter and yeah it it clicked with me so much Mm -hmm. Josh have you have you been tempted? A little bit but when it comes to all of these kind of like Souls-like games Court Vane I was really interested in purely for the character creator but Ah, that was brilliant I know I I always question if I have the time and that sounds Mm. kind of like a weird bad excuse but those games are such an investment and I feel like often I get when I play a Dark Souls or Bloodborne which I revisit semi-regularly I get my (laughs) fill of that sort of style of game Mm. I know that's like saying you only should play it by that account I should play one shooter for my entire life but I don't know that specific itch again I feel like I scratch with other games and then as much as I think Remnant looks really good and Code Vein looks really good I can't I can never bring myself to actually play mm. I think Remnant sits in more of a unique position because mm-hmm. it's not the, the combat especially isn't necessarily like Bloodborne mm. or yeah. Dark Souls or even like Code Vein that's what I would um, say like having played every single Souls thing under the sun <laughs> um, yeah the uh, I think Remnant is different enough like right. the uh, the combat is so snappy it's so well done Gunfire are a great studio and especially um, since you can co-op on it and mm. like in, in Dark Souls you like so people or something mm-hmm. that's a bit like not necessarily to. like one-to-one like proper co-op whereas mm-hmm. with Remnant it is you literally just join the same game and off you go across the world together and mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing to do it with friends like me and my friend did it did about 80-90% of the game together we just didn't do the final boss oh, okay. he still hasn't beaten it nice. I have like twice now uh-huh. but um, it's it's something that I've, I highly recommend if you are somebody that likes 
Souls likes or Souls games, but even if you're not, even if you're newer to them like I am, like that was for me, as I said, the foot in the door for Souls likes. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic place to start, and it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's yeah. On, I mean, that on, was it's on thing Game Pass that got me in. Like, don't want to say you've got no excuse, but no. <laughs> you I might mean, have you an could, Xbox. You could say it's not. I say it's not on Game Pass on PC. <laughs> it's on Xbox. Still though, yeah, that's totally recommendable. And considering how packed the Souls genre is, yeah, uh, for me it, it totally stands out. And um, but yeah, we're a bit cool for time uh, today, so it's a little bit of a shorter podcast. But we will resume next week with even more bods as they return to the office. But yes, Bod pods. For now, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Richard. I thank you for having me. I'm Josh Brown. Goodbye. I'll catch you next time. Hope you have a nice Christmas. That as well, and happy New Year. You're pretty good. Thanks, buddy. All right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.